Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. I'm thinking we should uh, we should be more like Russell Brand, right? Like uh, all the millions of people listening to us, and we're so glad you joined us. We got to get really <laughs> excited, Dave. We, we're we're kind of blasé, you know what I'm saying? That was uh, nice. How are we going to run a podcast if we're not like excited like Russell Brand, huh? That was my excited voice. So what are you talking about? Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I think we need help. We need some help. So uh, anyway, uh, thanks for asking. Doing great. Um, and uh, why, don't, uh, why don't you let us know what's uh, on the docket this coming week for economic reports and for any stock earnings? What do we see here? Yeah. So there seems to be a theme of housing information coming out this week. On Tuesday, we have um, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index, uh, Consumer Confidence. Wednesday, we have Pending Home Sales. And then on Thursday, we have Initial Jobless Claims, GDP, and then Friday, Personal Income. So the theme is um, how housing is doing, how the consumer is doing, is personal income still going up or going down, and GDP, how the economy is holding up. So those are the, the themes in terms of the economic reports. And then we have a couple key earnings. On Monday, Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, that'll show us how the consumer's holding up as well. Uh, PDH as in retail, kind of consumer discretionary. And Tuesday's an important one, Micron, that can move the chip stocks or the NASDAQ itself. And we have Walgreens Boot, Boot Alliance, so that could affect healthcare. And um, we have Lululemon. Uh, so there are some noteworthy ones throughout the week. But I think Micron will be the big uh, mover for the week. Yeah, that's it for the earnings and economic reports. Okay. Um, so we want to recap a little bit of what um, what happened last uh, last week. I mean, Friday ended up being um, you know pretty good rally day um, after Thursday's sort of back and forth action there. Um, but interestingly enough, with that rally that we had, the, um, the utilities and real estate, you know, were kind of dominant. Whereas even on some of the other days last week that were concerning, like more risk off, uh, utilities, you know, were in the in the dump, right? So for the week, real estate was down 1.16 percent. That makes sense because of the the banks and 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 all that kind of stuff going on. There was some banter about, you know, how bad um, the mortgage problem is and so on, and that the stress on banks and things. So, but utilities was kind of an interesting one. Didn't you find that in, intriguing how, how badly it was performing for the week until, of course, Friday? Mm-hmm. But even then, after Friday's 2.78% performance, it was still down for the week 1.13. Mm-hmm. So I found that kind of an anomaly in the sense of a, a risk off. I mean, the overall, the market did manage to move up, but it just seemed that you know we had a lot of concerns, and you would think utilities would perform a little bit better. So real estate was the same way; it was down pretty strong for the week. I know. Right, it just happened to have a. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was down 1.16% for the week, but Friday accounted for 2.42% rally. So 
So yeah, it, it really came back from the dead there. Um, now, interestingly enough, you know, we've been marching through the marching through the month of March <laughs> and uh, we were in, going into the last week. So how have things done for the month so far? Um, you know, financials down 10.41%. But for this week, financials were only down 0.83. So really, you know, we've had a lot of damage done in the financial uh, sector this, this month. Real estate, 9.51% down for the month. And for the week, uh, real estate, like we mentioned, was minus 1.16. So, so it's been a bad month uh, for those interest rate sensitive and banking related uh, things. Energy also has, has really had a rough go this month, um, but started to pick up slightly for this week. So for the month, it's down 8.75%. And for the week, it came in as a positive 1.43. Do you think this is exhaustion in the selling or just a, it, a yeah, it might be. I'm kind of I'm kind of favoring energy at this point a little bit, similar to you know what's been happening in the metals area because of the you know, we've seen a bit of a, a flight to the metals as same as a flight to Bitcoin uh because of the banking issues. Um so it doesn't mean it's sustainable, it just you know, it just means it's it's what happened here. Uh, recently, so uh, run, running through the one-week performance, technology. Well, actually, the leader from the whole, the whole, all the eleven sectors was um, communication services at three point one two, and technology at one point eight two. So, if we flip to um, the map of the market for the week, it looks like. Apple contributed for the week 3.39%, Google 3.51, Meta 5.32, Tesla 5.71. Um, so again, some, some major standouts here. NVIDIA 4.10, uh, Accenture 8.8, um, Intu 3.84, Oracle even. Oracle, like usually the boring thing, 3.23. Adobe 4.70. So these have all been contributing to this week's uh, tech performance, uh, along with the communications is where you find Meta and Google. And even Netflix is in communications. That was up 8.2%. Activision, 6.84. So um, this theme that we started on this year with, with tech being gobbled back up after having such a bad 2022, um, you know, we have had a little bit of the occasional pause on a particular day or a couple of days, but for the most part, technology is still being accumulated um, over, I would say, largely over everything else. So it's not a year of, you know, flying into the defensive. That was last year. You know, it's not a year of flying into only low PE multiples. That was kind of last year. Um, but this year, you know, they're embracing stuff that, you know, has higher PEs, is still more speculative. And I think it all relates to this expectation that we're coming to the end of the interest rates uh, hiking cycle, that 
it it has been working to some degree um and the markets are all obviously always hopeful as we saw with the fed announcement right you know the rally that we had on monday and tuesday and and a bit into wednesday you know just this you know this anticipation of the fed having to um you know pivot and uh and go easier on the markets related to interest rate heights so um again we don't know how it all play out and uh anything that's not done to tackle inflation will probably just kick it down the road farther right uh-huh. um so again just uh looking at the at the groups here for the week consumer defensive came in third at 1.73 healthcare at fourth at 1.67 basic materials 1.57 and that's basic materials are going to be related to the dollar more so and then energy 1.43 financials 0.83 after all that and then industrials and consumer cyclical you know in the green but just very very slightly so we're thinking about you know what happens this week and so let's roll over to some of the seasonality aspect because this is this is a full week you know the five days at the end of the month five three and one all fit into this week so it's not split by a weekend mm-hmm. and so i think it's it's a, a really good um opportunity to focus on what does the seasonality say well how does march generally end now granted some of the seasonality on individual stocks was a, and even the market to some degree was affected by march in April of 2020, we had such a massive move down and then back up. Um, so, you know, there is there is some concern that the data is heavily influenced by March of 2020, what happened at the end of March. So you might want to look at that and, and factor that in. But um, anyway, let's uh, let's roll into that. Give us uh, some of your observations there, Dave. Yeah, we have the three seasonalities this week, the five day, the last three days and then the final day of the month. When we look at the last five days of the month, from the short side, we see gold and silver, uh, GDXJ, GDX, GLD, SLD. These are all um, showing up as uh, weaker. And things like real estate, XLRE, oil, XOP, IYR is real estate, XLU, XLP, and even the small caps, IWM, a little bit more bullish. So for the full five days, that's what the, the almanac showing. When we look at the last three days, we still see gold being um, more on the short side, G- GDX, uh, GDXJ, and GLD. And also the banks, uh, KBE, KRE, so the regionals, as well as XLF. So financials a little bit more short and energy and longer things like um, biotech, XBI, and IBB. And then for the final day of the month, um, it's a bit of a mixed basket here. Longer things like oil and biotech and the ARC stocks and shorter things like, uh, again, financials, KBE, KRE, XLF, the home builders, XHB, and um, IYR. So I think the theme is being a little more shorter financials, being shorter gold in this in this last week here, 
and then especially that last day of the month um it's usually it tends to be weaker anyway so well there might be a little bit of this uh, battle between financials and, and gold like we've we said if there's more ripple effect to hit now there is a potential you know uh, merger of uh, first citizens um reportedly nearing deal to acquire silicon valley bank you know there um there might be other consolidation there might be other things put forward in terms of shoring up all of this um but there also could be more things that hit the fan right uh -huh. uh, so you know we're not out of the woods um and i think that what we saw was when the banks were really under pressure that there was some flows into gold so that would be the contrast there right so i don't know if i would be gung-ho to be short both of them but let's see let's you know be prepared we know what seasonality usually does at the end of uh, march with gold so we can keep that in our in our watch list um let's go into what the futures are doing here right now so back to the s p well, let's start with the dow jones first it's up point three five percent or 113 points uh when the futures opened it did rally um right away pretty much right out of the gate looks like uh, let's see here yeah yeah it did it it, it pulled back from its highs, so it was up more it's pretty stable right now s p futures also rallied and pulled back a little bit they're up 13.75 points or 0.34 percent nasdaq um up 26.75 points or 0.21 percent russell up 9.7 or 0.56 percent so that's um up the most out of the four on the vix is up slightly um it pulled back a lot on friday of course with the rally um, but it is up just slightly at 0.11%. Now, what's interesting is um, related to these four markets here. When you look at the daily chart over the long sample here and see how we finished with um, the Friday move, um, the diamonds are kind of stuck right in the middle of a Two week range. And you've got the uh, SPY also more in the top third of its two week range. Now you got the Qs, which are right at the top end of its two, two week range and still looking relatively strong, like it could walk up the upper Bollinger Band and uh, continue to go higher. Um, I mean, it did make a pop through the February 2nd high and then pulled back. And then we saw it pop up there again and pull back. Um, and now it's, you know, Friday it finished kind of as an inside day, inside the range of the previous two days, actually. So, uh, so it's compressed, but it's hanging out there in the top end and, of course, fueled by some of those tech stocks that we rattled off so of you know of the three so far Q's is definitely looking the strongest but it's also quite elevated in the last two weeks 
Now, the interesting one is actually IWM because that looked like it was going to go down and test sort of that October low, right? Which it never did. It, co it corresponded to the uh, low that we also had in on June 15th, 16th there, June 16th to be exact. Um, and so uh, that October low corresponds with, with uh, the June one. And it looked like we were on our way down to you know, to test that potentially, which would have been quite a separation from the other markets. But on Friday, it had a pretty strong rally. And um, it's, you know, in its two-week uh, range here, it's discounted in the terms of making a new low in the two-week period relative. Uh, and then it rallied from that point. So, so that's an interesting one. I would take a close look at IWM and I would plan for a potential break to the upside. Isn't it not true that the first two days of the last five days of seasonality are the most bullish, right, Dave? Typically, yeah. Right. So if you look at the last five days, it kind of tapers off to where it's slightly negative in the three days and more so negative on the last day. But the overall five days are positive. So therefore, we have to allow for some upside here on Monday and Tuesday, according to seasonality. Mm -hmm. Correct? Okay. <coughs> Correct. So, um, yeah, let's, let's move on through these futures here. Um, let's talk about energy. Uh, crude is an interesting animal. Obviously, we've talked about the monthly performance has been so bad, but it started to pick up a little bit uh, at the end of this uh, week here. Um, it's it's looking like it has quite a bit of upside if it can get through um, the high on March the 23rd uh, because there's a big air pocket all the way to the center part of the consolidation. So you're sitting at, you know, on the, on the West Texas, maybe about six six to seven bucks a barrel um, potential move there. Um, so that could impact some of the um, oil stocks. And I've noticed that even though it was oil itself was so discounted, uh, some of these um, mid cap and small cap um, oil stocks have had some pretty outstanding performance uh, recently. So keep that in mind. On the bond side of things, we obviously had a, you know, move higher in the last uh, week. We also had a move um, for the whole month of March. So month of March, let's let's just think about this for a minute. Financials have had a disaster as a sector and REITs for the month of March. What did we see in the month of March? Well, starting on March the 2nd, we came out of the hole which was a new low in bonds for the year and had taken out December's low and was heading towards, you know, October, November's low. Um, and so we came out of that hole and we rallied sharply on March the 3rd. And then we rallied all month. Um, and then we got volatile with the banking crisis. So what's that saying to you? Well, bonds rally means interest rates go lower, 
And so in this case, we look at how the financials actually benefited from the rising of rates. And so with a rapid change in sentiment and the bond traders anticipating the Fed is going to have to you know, back off a little bit. The financials actually perform poorly, even before, even before this uh, crisis uh, really unfolded. So, remember to watch your bonds and uh, and think about how that impacts impacts some of these sectors. Obviously, the one that was the one that had the biggest move was the two-year, uh, but you know it. Hold everything with it, 30-year, 10-year, 5-year, all the same thing. But two-year was the most dramatic. In the metal category, you know, we pounded on the 2,000 level for gold. And um, that's not high over the last year yet. I mean, March the 9th of 2022, you know, we were up over 2000 and over 2050 actually. So um, so it has a way to go to tackle that sort of 52 week high, um, which is, well, we're moving past 52 weeks now anyway, but um, so this 2000 level is still very significant. Uh, silver had a pretty good rally here for the month of March as well. And copper is the one that's tied to recession and it's had a good rally for the last week and a half, pulled back just on Thursday and Friday slightly. So kind of not signaling imminent recession, actually getting a little bit hopeful that we may have a softer landing and not so much a recession, especially if the Fed's backing off and maybe even <laughs> markets always hopeful, maybe even cutting rates. <laughs> so uh, how's the dollar doing in, in light of that? Well, it did have a pullback for, again, the entire month of March from the high that it hit on um, March the 7th. And um, it popped up just slightly here on Thursday and Friday. Um, and it's just hanging in here, pretty much not doing anything at the moment, only a down 0.06%. All right. Well, hope that helps. Anything else to cover, Dave? No, just the, the ten years still. Um, we're at three point three eight percent on the ten year and three point seven eight percent on the two year. Both are down a lot from the high in March, mm -hmm. and still inverted with the two years higher than the ten year. So that's still like recess recessionary kind of uh, right. leading indicator. All right. Well, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, fasten your seatbelts. I think there's still other things to come out in this week. And then um, you also have to watch for companies that give, you know, some preliminary um, heads up about their earnings. So that starts to happen now. And then in April, we go again into another earnings season. So that's always fun. All right. Have a All good right, training good week, everyone. Catch you later. Thanks. Good luck.